Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Squad Academy with Dakbo and Nadosa. Our goal is to share stories of individuals and the experience of investing in the African economy. Today, we have Tomio Gudipa with us. He is from Nigeria, but currently lives in Columbus, Indiana. He is also an IT specialist, and he invests in some early stage African companies. So, Tommy, thank you for being here with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm, I'm looking out the window to the sun. <laughs> it feels good. <laughs> after, after, the, after our long snowstorms and all of the winter stuff, spring, spring is bringing some sun. So, that, that, you know, that's, that's pretty, nice. much, pretty much oh. how my day is going right now. I'm also a summer baby, so it def- definitely feels good to start gradually getting some heat. But yeah, but Tommy, if, if you don't mind, just giving us an introduction of who you are. Just yeah, just let us know. I mean, what, what are you all about? Who's Tommy? Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, um, so man, I don't even know how to. I don't know how to justly put it together. But I'll put. I'll, I'll you know, I'll give like a like a brief history on like you know like my journey. You know, just regular Nigerian guy grew up. You know, back home like you know, most of us on the call and, you know, uh, I think you guys probably came here for, for, for your undergrad, but like my undergrad was in Nigeria and my undergrad was actually, you know, advertising and public relations. And then right wow. out of school, yeah, I, I joined, um, I joined the tech industry. So I, I joined like an online exchange company just called OLX. Um, it's a global company they're owned by NASPAS. Um, NASPAS yeah. owns a bunch of like tech companies like WeChat. They have a huge stake in Tencent and they just have stuff all over. They also own um, MultiChoice, interestingly, actually. Yes. So, you know, I was with OLX and then I, I went in because, you know, OLX was having a lot of trust and safety issues. Um, and that was kind of how, that was kind of how I went in there. And I, I just, I worked there for a little under three years. And, you know, I, I just really saw the power of like all of our work was all about data being data driven. And I picked up a lot of interest in that. So I started learning some stuff like SQL. And then I moved, um, I came back. That's how I came to the US. Cause I was very, I was very interested in just, you know, picking up that technical skill, you know, to kind of be on the other side, <clears throat> you know, leave like the business side to actually mm-hmm. like do the technical work and understand how businesses use, um, IT to make critical decisions. So, you know, I, I went back to school for my graduate program in, um, information systems and then the IMA comes like three months into my into my program in school and then you know I joined them for like two internships and then um I'm that's where I am right now today <laughs> and then uh you know my my investment journey you know all through my life like you know I've seen like my, my uh, you know people invest around me like you know my brother took a lot of interest in when we were younger my oldest brother my granddad was massive you know way back like huge, you know, is really investing in the stock market. And so when I started working, or right at my second internship, I started putting bits and bits into like stocks, but I took it like to a different level, you know, when I, you know, when I started working, like I just started, like, I don't even know what I'm saving. I started analyzing like the power of savings accounts yeah. <laughs> versus like investment. And I was like, you know, mm-hmm. just, and I was, you know, no, no much responsibilities. So I started playing around. And then I've always also been extremely passionate about um, charity like giving back and the black community and thinking about like everything that happens to the black community in the United States and really how it ties back to, you know, in my opinion, how, you know, as a continent, African continent, we don't have leverage and yeah, just trying to develop ourselves and thinking that's the solution to everything. It's like, if we, if we could have one power, if we could just some country, we could just stand up or something. And it's a very 
complex conversation, obviously. I probably don't even understand it, you know, but it's very complex. But my solution to it was, hey, go back home, try to help people, send the money, make care. And then I very, very quickly realized that charity was not the way to solve the problem. The way to solve the problem was to build the economy. And if the government yeah. won't do it, you know, we can't change their mind. I might as well start putting whatever small money I can. Because when you invest in startups, there's a 90% chance your money is about to burn. Like, just forget about the money essentially. So I just started saying, what money can I forget about? And, you know, something that, it may, you know, like I'll feel it when I give it out, but I can let it go, especially now. And that's how I started. Barely just started. And that's essentially like, you know, that's the shortest summary I could provide about me and kind of how I got into putting money in like startups. And I'm focused only on African startups. I don't know if I may, I may, I may, divest. I'm not sure. I don't think I will, but I'm very focused on African startups just because the aim behind it is, to, is, is more economic driven. Yeah. Economic empowerment. Correct. Yeah. So when, when exactly did you dive into investing in the African economy? So I just started. So my first investment was actually in Q1 this year. That was my very oh, okay. first cash investment. Yeah. Just actually this year. Um, I started looking into it. Um, uh, just by being in OLX, I knew about the few companies that were, you know, springing up, right? Just being in that environment where you go for like the awards or your, your friends from school, like I had friends that were part of Paystack. The Paystack guys are from my school. You know, okay. they were, they were cool. years ahead of me, like, oh, graduated, wow. like years ahead of me. But you know, when that kind of thing happens, you know, you, oh, you everybody's talking about you in network, like, oh, this is, this Paystack guys, they just got into YC. Mm-hmm. That was probably the first time I ever knew what YC meant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is YC? <laughs> you know, so like you know, all of that stuff happened, and you know, sorry, like even sorry. when it started out, yeah. So, sorry, sorry. Um, for those who don't know what Paystack is, Paystack is actually a fintech company. They provide payment services to a lot of businesses within the African economy, and the reason why Paystack is so important because was it twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen? I can't remember when exactly, but they sold to Stripe. Strap is also a bigger, it's a, it's a bigger US uh, based uh, fintech company for about 250 million. Something like, yeah. Something like, yeah. Yeah. So, 200. Yeah. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. Last yeah. That was last year. Yeah. Six. That happened last yeah. year. You know, yeah. but Stripe has always been invested in Paystack, you know, because mm-hmm. they, you know, yes, last yes, year was yes, just yes, when yeah. they really like, you know, fully down massive deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, I was, I kind of knew when that stuff was happening around, you know, around and, so when I read, when I, you know, to answer your question, when I started investing was Q1, that's the first time I put in my cash, like putting my actual money. When I started looking into it was last year. And just when I, I started like getting, you know, this, the source of me looking into it again was COVID really, you know, you know, when you want to help like a community or when you want to help people, you start to, you start, common question is, man, do, do I even have it? When you're thinking of changing the, the condition, like not significantly change the condition of a group of people. You're not thinking of giving two people 20,000 era each. You're thinking of, you know, okay, can I, can I create like this school? You're thinking of, okay, how is India doing it? Like, how is these guys that were under, how did they make it out? You're thinking of, how can I, how can I do something? Like, can I do something like, okay, maybe I start launching some tech schools. I'm okay. Maybe we are looking at clean energy. I'm like, oh, that's the future. You know, well, let's start launching some skill sets in Nigeria and like teaching people a lot of stuff to the point where we will sell cheap labor, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, that just forces money to come in, you know, like, cause this big country don't want to pay these people in your country. You know how these things, you know, go. Mm-hmm. You're thinking very strategically of what can I do? Cause that's the only way you can make impact. But at 
you look at yourself like, what resource do I have to actually do what yeah. I want to do? And mm-hmm. you start thinking, man, I, you know, okay, let me wait. Let me, let me build myself up. Let me make more money, make more money. But COVID happened, right? And then you started seeing like, oh man, you think of IDPs in Nigeria, right? Mm-hmm. You think of poor communities. And these people are, they are hit. You know, if you are feeling the heat with these things happening, you don't want to imagine what they are feeling. And then I started, I actually started reaching out to some guys I knew from school and they were doing some stuff in the north with IDPs. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I was thinking of, oh, let's start. Like, I knew they were sending kids to some, like, you know what? How, how much do you, you know, this thing was cheap. How much can we spend? But they were telling me something like, yeah, they just want to give them empowerment to learn how to do shoemaking and tailoring. I'm like, I mean, I, I wasn't shocked to hear that, but. It, you know, it's like, it really hits me like, man, like, yeah, it's not enough. Anything. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, talking about, you want to be the technology school for them, like, like they need to eat, you know? So it, it really started getting to me at that point last year. And of course, used to, I'm not saying charity is not important work. And of course, I like, I still want to get involved in charity, but I started thinking about, man, like we need to do something. I probably won't see the end of what I'm, or what I'm studying now. Like Nigeria won't be some giant country probably by the time I'm 100 years old. But I'm hoping that, you know, like all that work goes on. I just hope that the next generation picks up. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so you, that's like the thinking of, of really how that's when I started really thinking about, man, okay, the government won't change. I don't know if the government will change. Like just good luck with that. Good luck with depending on the government. I was like, okay, how about we find a way to get the money we are making here into Nigeria? And you know what? Let's say the company doesn't make it. It's fine. Can the company just sustain itself and like employ people? You know, like, let's just see if we can actually invest in disruptive companies or companies that will do something. Yeah, you know? exactly. Just what you said there. There's so many dynamics here. The company doesn't make it. How about the staff there? Maybe they pull out, they learn something, and start their own company. There's just so many compounding right. effects that can happen mm-hmm. from that from that ecosystem. Yes. Correct. Correct. But that that was kind of for me. It came in as giving back, and of course. <laughs> At the end of it, it can be a win-win, right? You know, like if the company does make it, then you just made a lot of money, right? But, um, you yeah. know, and I don't want to say for sure. I don't know what will happen. I don't know if this will be something that will take, that will change. I don't know if it change much. Um, but like, even like in my opinion, the way I see it is fun that you're just putting into these companies and fun that will stay in that space. If I make money, I want to use that money to actually promote more startups. <laughs> like, that's kind yeah. of what, the way I'm thinking about it. I don't, when I start having kids, maybe guys, maybe, <laughs> you know, then you have responsibility. <laughs> you calm down. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But right <laughs> now, I'm just like, yo, you know what? I can afford, like, I'll, I don't know if I'll ever get to that point where I'm like, okay, I have one billion now. I have a billion dollars. Okay. Let's go and pump the money in Nigeria. Exactly. Like, I, I just have to start now. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going, I'll do this. I'll give this money out and I just won't care. And again, the yeah. guys, you know, the guys I do this with, a lot of them have, we all have different goals, right? Mm-hmm. But we all try to kind of do the same thing. And, you know, like I said, when I joined, you know, the guys I wrote, I, I do this thing with, these are really like, these guys are using their bonus, you know, for this stuff and they're doing like a lot of money on each deal. So I was telling them and they're yeah. like, yeah, just keep in mind 90%. So they kind of look up from that, you, you're young. I mean, we like they're thinking like this. Um, uh, they're like, but just keep it. They, they really want them to know the risk. They were like, you know, exactly. like, wow, like, you know, like, you just care, you know, something like that. So, I mean, so, so that's interesting to me. And I have a question, um, that follows up to that, right? Um, you were saying that one of the main drivers is kind of economic empowerment. You kind of want to be part of the, the tide that creates a ripple effect in Africa, in Nigeria and Africa. You get by economic empowerment. So when you're doing that, when you're analyzing potential startups, I'm sure you get pitches and stuff every now and then. Do you have like a sector bias? Do you have, do you, do you have this kind of thing where you say, okay, I'm trying to go big on 
fintech in Nigeria or education in Nigeria because I think that's that investment or that sector is what will help take the country faster. Or do you have how do you approach where um I know you said there's economic impact and there's also like uh, what's it called social impact aspect of it. So how do you approach what sector you think gives you a good mix of both? Sure. Yeah, that's a very good question actually because you know that's something I've actually thought about. Um, I've thought about it. Um, first, so a couple of factors. First of all, you know, I go into a fund. <clears throat> um, yeah. It's actually a pretty private fund, right? I'm not even sure I can even call the name because, like, they literally that's consciously that's not fine. online. You know what I mean? Offline, yeah. obviously, I can mention. I just don't know. You know, I don't know what their that's take fine. is on that. But yeah. yeah. So, but like these guys are, you know, like, um, and it's, it's mostly there's a few non-Nigerians, but mostly black people too. You know, which I'm very happy to see because when you think of the you know, like the investment space, mm-hmm. a lot of the money coming is not from, you don't have a lot of like VCs essentially, mm-hmm. and that's something we need to try to get, you know, get in. And we figured out a lot of creative ways to, you know, solve those problems. But anyways, to your question, when I think about investing in space, as of right now, um, I just, you know, as much as I said, like, you know, okay, I invest in these guys and I'm, you know, even if they don't make it, it's great. The, 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 the success of the companies I invest in is directly tied to my actual economic um, goal. You know, like okay. if I invest in a paystack versus a paystack is successful, you know, like the more successful that company is, the better for the economy, right? You know, like yeah. in terms of like an economic standpoint. So their success yeah. is tied, you know, directly to, to, to the what impact. I'm actually trying to achieve. Yeah, exactly. The impact, exactly. So um, when I'm addressing these deals, again, I'm very early in this. I'm really just, a lot of times I'm just observing how these guys are looking at this stuff. Like I'm observing, you know, okay, what, 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 I'm looking at the company's YC speaking. Why did YC pick this company? I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand due diligence, you know, and I've been involved in like one data room session where I was like looking at, you know, okay, how are people looking at these numbers? You know, I've, and, you know, like what are they looking at? So right now I'm really just learning if in terms of like a field, a specific field, I've noticed the bias toward fintech, especially over the last like one year from most people and I, from most investors and they like B2B. Um, yeah. So I've really just been observing how, you know, funds are picking what they invest in. I'm investing in the best possible, best possible business. Obviously, mm-hmm. I may be wrong, but I'm investing in the best possible that I could invest in, you know, mm-hmm. just because my opinion is my strategy is investing who can make the most success. Yes, I like that. My major takeaway is the fact that you've been able to find a, a way to give back through this private fund, right? Um, which is something that a lot, I mean, a lot of Africans in diaspora look out for, but still don't know where exactly to put. I mean, to go for I mean for that kind of opportunity. Very right? true. Exactly. So I'm happy that you that you found that. If you don't mind sharing with us, and you, you don't have to get into the deep details, but I think you said you guys made your first investment in Q1. Um, how involved were you with that process or with that specific startup? Yeah, so I'm, I actually, I, I mean, I, well, I have, I made my first investment. They've, they've oh, okay. made, um, yeah, they've made like, I'm not sure, they've made more than eight investments. <laughs> and I think oh, okay. it was okay. between last December and now. Oh, okay. Past, okay. Like, okay. Okay. Uh, actually, let me take a quick peek at that. But, but anyways, your question, I was, I'll answer that question still. So you said it was, my involvement was, um, so this was actually like the first deal that ran through like, not the first deal, there's been like three or four deals around, you know, after I joined. This okay. deal that I actually invested in, um, interestingly, actually brought it to the table and, you know, they were like crazy impressed. Um, I found out oh, about nice. it through, 
my my brother actually owns uh my brother owns like a startup back home as well. Um, okay. I don't even know I should call him a startup. They've been running for a while. <laughs> but he owns uh I don't uh it, it is that you stay in Lagos, yeah? Yes, yes. Do you know um property price? I do property property pro. Yes, yeah, yeah. I see that all the time, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, so my brother okay, runs okay. like obviously there's there's four of them, so there's four co founders. So I don't really like, yeah, he doesn't yeah. really like saying he runs it. But I think he's he's tag is the CEO, but he's just a co founder, like there's four other guys. There's three yeah. other guys, sorry, there's four of them. So nice. you know, nice. like based off of just that, sometimes I hear about a few things and I've nice. just been okay. you know, at the end of the day, from an from like a, from a from a fun perspective, one of the biggest um stuff is deal flow, like you just you want really to find is. deals. You want really to, yeah, you want to just hear what's going on. You want to know who's trying to run. Sometimes you just yeah. don't know who's going on before you know it's gone. Because like, yeah. if you don't hear about the early devaluation, it's crazy and all that stuff. So, so to touch on that, you said um, so deal flow, right? How does it feel as someone who is passionate, interested, and able to invest, but you're not getting enough information? So does it feel frustrating? And how do you try and solve that problem? You get if it's you experience that problem. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating, and the, I think the way most—I'm not sure, the way I've observed—is partnerships. Try to partner with yeah. like you know these other like rally cabs, other people, you know, future traction. Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. Try to part, try to partner with wherever the deal flow is. I think some of the bigger, <laughs> the bigger like com, you know, I don't like using the word guys, but the bigger like funds. I think they, I think they even like employ like people that look for deals, source deals. And exactly, those, exactly. Yeah, they source deals, mm-hmm. and then they actually get like a carry. Of like, mm-hmm. you know, but so um um Dako, to answer your question, I didn't, I never knew it. Finally, um, I I was I was involved in that one. I I tried to like be involved, right? I actually said, mm-hmm. hey, you know, let you know, let me know when you, especially because I I brought in that deal. They were really excited, like, and I was I was happy. Like, I almost <laughs> I had a very good day mm-hmm. after we had the <laughs> on like their, on their team. I was like, yeah, because I was because like, when I first spoke to the guy, I was like trying to listen to what he was saying. I was like, wait, like, am I just like a novice or does this sound like crazy good? They were like really excited, just like me. I was like, yep, figured something out. <laughs> so you you mentioned how I mean at the moment like your your risk level is kind of really high. So like you're you're very open to just investing in these startups that have um some kind of um future value on the on the on the economy on the African economy, right? Um, but I'm guessing the other guys in the investment club will probably have some kind of financial. I mean, probably have some kind of financial goal behind this, right? I mean, yeah, trying to get some return. Probably maturity, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when <laughs> when you're investing in this or when you're vetting these companies or these startups, um, how uh, important is it for these companies to have a clear exit strategy in, in place like is, is that something that you really look out for or is that something that you just ask but don't really care about at that, at that point in time so for me like my exit strategy really so very similar to the way i i see and you know what uh this is probably i need to i like i said i'm still learning you know i'm, I'm mm-hmm. still observing learning see how like that's the good side of being in the fund right you know when people are exiting and the good side of knowing the fund managers and trying to get closer yeah. just to learn is yeah, I kind of I'm looking at how they're making decisions. What they're like I've learned just just by just listening, you know, to a couple mm-hmm. of things. Probably I don't even realize what I've learned, but like it's in my head. I'm you know it's, it's really subconscious, yeah. My, yeah, so yeah. So but like 
from an exit strategy standpoint, um, as of right now, my strategy is very similar to my to my stock market strategy. You know, in the stock market, there's people that you know day trade, there's people that actually invest. You know, like mm-hmm. if you actually look at a company, you're like you know, I actually feel like there's value here, and you may be wrong. You, like there's always that risk that you're wrong, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're like I see some value here, and I want to put some. You know, like I see value. I feel like the valuation of this company is not it's not right or it's low or whatever and my exit strategy has always been i believe in this company i'm putting this money in this company i only exit if something fundamentally changes what i initially believed so for example if i want to invest in tommy right sharing and i wanted to invest in tommy right sharing because tommy right sharing you know has huge time and do like all oh, their future mm-hmm. projects when i look at their investment page was talking about oh do you mm-hmm. actually want to go in to create this truck ride sharing or they want to make this um delivery uh what do they call these things now bots or you know whatever like and i, I know about that i'm thinking people are really undervaluing this now if they come and say you know we're not going to do this thing anymore see as soon as my fundamental belief in that company my like change. what i believe they were trying to do mm-hmm. as soon as that starts to change i'm looking oh okay i need to get out yeah like i need to reevaluate i need to revalue and i need to get out so most of these companies i'm investing in you know, I, I guess like you, you create, most times when you want to exit is when you do another round, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you do another round and um, someone is buying them. Sometimes like you just buy your stuff out and you're just out, right? You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've not experienced any of that yet. Like, you know, I'm still really new. Uh, okay. But that's, to me, is like a fundamental standpoint. If I really believe in a company, like let's say I invested in um, Jumia. They're public now, right? Like mm-hmm. if I really yeah. believed in what they were doing and I, you know, I would still be there. Like my money would still be there. Um, buy and hold the stock market out. Yeah. yeah, I'll just be holding, you know. On, you know, but there's another thing. If the company is another thing is that from this is something for me to consider from like from like uh, my intentions perspective. I'm trying to develop this, you know, like the economy and all that. All this stuff I'm saying that's easy to say, but not easy to really do. Like, I actually have to think about that in the sense of okay, Jimmy has gotten here and they can mm-hmm. run. You know, maybe why don't you pull out your money and put this money in these five other startups? Mm-hmm. We we you know, are help them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that may be something to consider because the yeah. money grows a lot and also diversify my fund, right? Like it depends on how like do I still have a lot of money coming in every month or every year to where like I can just comfortably keep throwing big checks. You know, I probably don't want to keep keep writing the same kind of check I'm writing right now. You know, in the future, so it's a great question. It's not something yeah. I've it's like. That's my my initial my initial thinking is very similar to my stock market thinking in the sense of fundamentals. You know, like as my fundamentals change around the company. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think feedback for me or learning for me would be I need to actually think about that like more like at what point if the company is sustainable. Why, why don't I like pull out that money and mm-hmm. yeah, we are the right? Because my main aim is helping develop you know that's the aim and that's so good. I, that's I need good. to be thinking from that strategy i guess between between a short period of time that you've been involved um with investing in african startups do you have any regrets so far like anything you missed out on mono mono i wish i, I wish i could have joined end of last year and i invested in mono <laughs> <laughs> that's my only regret right now <laughs> <laughs> Which is not really it's not really a realistic regret because I didn't you know I didn't even have anyone to be interested even the way I got into like the VC space it was someone thinking I knew someone that reached out to me and I was like hey why are you asking 
and the person was like, yeah, we're trying to do this. And like, oh, you're trying to do this? I, you know, I, I want to be a part. Because I was trying to join some guys in North, Northern Ireland. It was too yeah. far. I couldn't really get to talk to them. And I was like, yeah, I'm just... And this one came along. I was like, you know, I prefer this. And I think the other one would have been cheaper to actually... Well, I would have been a lot more disconnected. And I just I wanted to inf- I wanted to really know what I was, you know, talk to people, learn. I, learning was in... You know, I still don't feel my money is... <laughs> like, I don't think I have significant you know, cash, you know, yeah. so, you know, so the learning part, just in preparation for whenever I can have that significant cash is very important to me. It's a real value, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So the, pretty much the earlier the better, right? The earlier the better. Yeah. True. True. I want to tell these guys, that they, I mean, now they're all like, yeah, they're so happy you're doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. My brothers thought I was crazy. So everybody thought I was crazy. I tell my dad, they're like, yeah, you're definitely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you wish you, you saw more in um in startups? Like you know when first of all you said um, there's already low deal flow. I think one is maybe because of visibility, then also partly maybe the investor himself may, may not be too aware in that market. And startups are yeah. not really louding themselves as much. But sure. when the few do actually loud and like get out there and you see them, you see that deck, you see that data mm-hmm. room, but it's something there that doesn't disappoint you and say these guys are missing it. They don't they're not they don't package well or maybe they're not um disclosing enough. Like, so what, what turns you off, rather, when you see, like, data, when you see a startup pitching you from Africa, and you're like, I want to help you guys, but you guys are missing this. Mm-hmm. That's a very, that's a very good question, actually. And I feel like I haven't seen, I haven't seen enough, um, I haven't seen enough to say, like, I've, I've, I think I've been more in that learning phase to kind of see how people are, like, you know, saying oh you know nah i'm out on this one i've seen stuff i've seen some deals like that people were like nah people didn't give it enough attention and i was like yeah, yeah. you're sleeping on this deal like this is <laughs> deal like maybe they'll fail but this deal you should be like to the point where i was going to drive my brothers and like yeah you guys don't do this but you need to you need to come and put something here like this is something yeah you know i haven't That's tried it it doesn't doesn't answer <laughs> me to dates but i'm still telling bro you need to do it. i'm like you know what maybe not for my vision like the thing is that <laughs> at the end of the day, a lot of these guys are looking for profits, right? But there's two things yeah. that I'm happy about. First of all, if even if you are thinking from profit only perspective, you're still helping the helping the economy, right? Indirectly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Maybe like your, it exactly. may it may not be your first priority, but it's, it's there. Then two, yeah. you're a black VC. And I'm all about I'm all about that black VC. Like that that word or that phrase or whatever that is. Yes. It's like, very important. And I've founders want that too. Founders want people from where they are that believe in what they're doing. And like they wanted that they, they yeah they have a I believe they have a bias towards you know and you know, like if I'm trying to fund a company and yourself and Dak will say okay Tommy we're giving you uh we're giving you two percent of what you're trying to raise I will happily take it in fact yeah like I'll be biased towards doing that you know because I want to keep money inside too I, like I want my people to yeah exactly especially because of our position you know you know our economic position you know yeah I'm, I'm killing two stones essentially you know. I'm, I'm getting to better Austin rather, you know. So, but in terms of like how I pick, um, or like what what turns me off, I've I've only met one group that I, like I was just so confused when they were talking to me. Um, <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I, I meet like I meet like um like I don't really tell people that I'm into. I don't really tell people that I'm into. Yeah. Um, because I'm learning and like I'm really <laughs> like I'm really really just learning. I don't really mention it. I really just observe. I don't put it anywhere on like anything on my any of my any page where I have like a public face. I don't really put it out there. 
Um, but yeah. you know, if I was really good, I want to put it there because I want to get deal flow. Um, but right now, I still tell one or two people I feel can maybe they may find some deal flow. You know, they could like bring something. If I recognize I'm able to bring something to me, then I want to mention it to you because I do want to do flow so I can take it back to, you know, to the fund and we can get in, you know, because I can't really get in with the money I have, but I can get in with when we come together, you know. So, I, so like essentially, what few things I've seen is like, like sometimes we don't even really know like what I, what I want to hear. Like when I'm trying to listen, I'm trying to, I'm trying, I want to see like your pitch deck, right? I want to see your time. What's the addressable market? What's your plan to profitability? Mm-hmm. You know, like, where are you trying to, what are you trying to achieve? And what's your strategy? What's the problem? You know, have, have you tested, you know, just where are you trying to get to? But some people have just, I've met one or two people that were just telling me about the product. Okay. You know, they were telling me about the software. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, I see, but like, mm-hmm. most people that are investing that don't know what you're talking about, you know, what you're talking about. But I believe that most people that are raising funds, like most of the other, most of the deals I've seen, like those people know exactly. Like they have a data room, like come with everything. You know, they they know what you want to see. Now, when you start going through the due diligence, you, may, you know, there may be flags, and that's where I am still learning, like observing those flags. You know, so uh, yeah, that's that's the learn. There's something I remembered, but I can't remember exactly where it was, and I I just there's something I feel I wanted to mention, but I can't pick it up. One one last question right before before you leave today. Um, so. If you only had a chance to invest in one African company for the rest of your life, just one company for the rest of your life, what company okay. and why? <laughs> Yo, that, that, that's not a fair question, man. I'm going to invest. <laughs> See, it goes against everything. I need to diversify. <laughs> I must do one. Man. You all mean in, one existing that, company that, right now? Any. Maybe you have an idea yeah, of any. one, but like, so all in, that's the only investment. There's no other investment in any other country. That's the only investment you have. But it has to be an African startup. Yeah, in Africa. Yeah. Man. I mean, if I was to invest in any, right now, for probably very short-sighted, not very, maybe like five years short-sighted, I think it passed that. It will likely be in a company that is providing um, people's data. So mm-hmm. when I say people's data, something that would that would help stuff like that would build something like um like credit history kind of stuff, right? Like yeah, that's happening slowly. Like we are, companies are starting to give you to loans to, to businesses, right? That's how we start. So we are giving it to businesses. We give them the smaller. You know how it goes, right? Like you raise yes, this company yeah. in the United States, mm-hmm. you give it from their box. Whatever time you you know you build that history, right? So that's starting to happen. You know they are building it and they are starting with they're not really starting with people. I think some companies are starting with people, they're starting with businesses, right? You know, so I'll invest in that middle company, a company that provides people's data to companies. Okay. Mm. That's, that's, that's why I really wanted to, to be invested in Mono, actually. That's why I said that's my one regret, which, you know, okay. probably wasn't what you were looking for. But, but that's, that's what, very short, that's what, I, that's what I'm thinking about right now. But there's a lot of opportunity, guys, that I feel like we're not developed. You guys realize the number of opportunities that are waiting to explode. Exactly. That's- that's fine. I mean, we run out of time now, but thank you so much, Tommy, for for joining us today. Um, sure, and man. yeah, we'll, we'll we'll look forward to probably talking some sometime in the future. And uh, yeah, have a wonderful weekend. And yeah, okay, at, at thanks, least now man. I know if I need to come to Nigeria for a vacation, I I have a free Airbnb space. I'll just reach out to you, brother. <laughs> 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 <That's good. laughs>